You are listening to the Not Your Average Autism Mom podcast, the number one podcast for moms just like you, raising an autistic child. How are moms like us who didn't plan for this unique parenting journey embracing life just as it is right now, instead of staying stuck in wishing, hoping, and dreaming it was different? That is the question, and this podcast, along with our Let's Talk Autism newsletter and our private sisterhood, will give you the answers. My name is Shannon Urquiola, and I have been traveling this journey for over two decades. I have been where you are. All right, stay with me, and let's get on to this week's episode. You are listening to Not Your Average Autism Mom, Episode 11, Navigating Through This Year of Disruption. Hey there, my friends. I am so glad that you are here, and I hope that you are having an amazing day. So I want to apologize because this episode is actually broadcasting a little later than usual today, and I apologize for that. But yesterday, which is my normal podcast recording day, was disrupted by a migraine. Fortunately, I'm feeling much better today, and I'm able to get it recorded, but it's just a little late. I have actually suffered from migraines since my early 20s, although I've been through periods where they're non-existent, they then come back with a vengeance. So lately, they've increased, and while I believe that for me, they have a lot to do with hormonal changes, I can't dispute the fact that they may also be somewhat stress-induced since this year has been full of changes, and to be honest, I've been in more stressful situations than I've been in in years, which I know most of you can relate. But anyways, um, yesterday is behind me, so let's get on to the podcast topic of today. So on today's episode, I'm going to talk about some things that are impacting all of us right now. This COVID pandemic and how we continue to navigate this year of disruption that we've all been through in 2020. While this has been an unprecedented time for everyone, for families like yours and mine, this time has been extra stressful and unsettling because of all the changes in routine, which for our kids is extra challenging in my opinion. COVID has just wrecked havoc for us and our kids. You know, they don't understand why things are different. They don't understand why everything is canceled and they can't go out and that we're all staying home. They're confused as to why people are wearing masks and why they have to use hand sanitizer and wash their hands over and over again. Your story is not unfamiliar to me and many other families whose lives are impacted by autism. So I want to start by sharing a story with you about a mom who I work with whose daughter is in a residential facility. Working with this mom made me realize that what I thought was hard doesn't even compare to what their family is going through. So her daughter is in a residential facility, and because of COVID, they haven't been able to visit her for five months. Talk about hard, right? I think probably all of you right now, just like me, are counting your blessings no matter what is going on in your home. This has been so difficult for her and her family. You know, they've tried to do FaceTime, but it just sends her daughter into a full-on meltdown. Because she's intellectually disabled too, she simply cannot comprehend 
why they are not visiting her. And it just makes her want them more. It's so heartbreaking to say the least. And I've worked with this mom in depth on her worry and her thoughts that are simply making her feel terrible. Look, we all know that worry never solved a problem and that there are situations that are beyond our control and we can't change, but it certainly doesn't make it any easier when you're going through it. So what I want to tell you is that while all of this brings new challenges, it's important to also let it bring new opportunities, whatever that looks like for your family. So giving advice to so many of you on making hard decisions as a mom of a child with autism isn't easy. I can tell you, you are going to need to make these decisions during a global pandemic. None of that is easy. What I want to tell you is that you can and you will make many hard decisions along this journey. I could go on and on about the very hard decisions I've made in my 24 years. Many of those times you will have to make a decision between you know, what is not great and what is even worse. That is what many of you are facing right now. Many of you are making the decisions to send your kids back to school or keep them home and do virtual or e-learning. And that choice is going to be different for you than it is for anyone else based on your family dynamic. I simply can't give you the best decision to make for you and your family, and don't believe anyone else can either. You will have to weigh the benefits versus the risks. And while this is different for each child, it's your job to make a choice that's going to impact your child in the most beneficial way. I want you to know that no matter what the choice it may work for you today, but it may not work in a month, and that's okay. You have to be flexible and know that you can make changes and adjustments along the way. You know, our kids are usually accustomed to working directly with trained special education teachers and often in small group settings. Most of us are simply not trained to educate our kids at home and manage their behaviors and their home life. I get it. It's just a hard time. As many districts implement a remote learning model, we are all faced with an unchartered atmosphere of learning. None of us are certain how this new model of learning will work, and it's just something we are all working through as we move along. You need to expect there to be confusion and glitches along the way. They're bound to happen. With it being such an unknown, to be honest, we can't even make an educated decision. We just simply have to make a decision. Right now, as I'm recording this, I'm waiting to hear if Jordan's day program will be closing again. And he just started back full-time this week. They have two employees that are currently out sick and are waiting on COVID test results. Talk about stressful because I made the decision to send him back. I did it because I so badly want to be back to some sort of normalcy, not only for him, but for our entire family. And you're going to have to make those same decisions too. I knew there were many unknowns and I couldn't guarantee that he wouldn't be exposed, but we made the choice. 
now, if they have to close, it means more adjustments and more changes to our routines all over again. It sucks. There's no other way to put it. It just simply sucks. So it's so important that you recognize that this is such a time of uncertainty and be patient with yourself and others during all of this. So some of these things I'm going to talk about are based around if your child's in school. A lot of it can relate to just if you're home with your child. So it may not be school related. You know, another important thing, as those of you who are making the decision about school, as you go into this time, it's important to know that if you have to communicate with teachers or therapists, technology is not always the ideal way to communicate. There are many things that are misunderstood when trying to communicate via email or text or through apps. If you need direct telephone communication or video conferencing, request it and make it happen. This is especially important to avoid any misunderstandings or miscommunication, and you're entitled to that. And I'm sure if you ask, that teacher or therapist will understand and they'll make it work for you. So what I want to talk about is some of the things that you can do at home during this continued time of uncertainty to help you and your child navigate all of these changes and find some successes. So it's important that you keep as many of their routines and your routines as normal as possible. Replace disrupted routines with new ones. It's important that you don't allow every day to be a weekend day where everyone sleeps in late and we all stay in our pajamas. Wake up, brush your teeth, get dressed, eat breakfast. All of those things should remain the same. And then they will most likely respond positively to keeping these things the same and establishing new routines for being home more. Give them a new responsibility. While you're at home, something they haven't been responsible for before. Have them change the daily calendar so they can keep up with the month and day. To be honest, I love this one because so many of them, like many of us, it's become easy to lose track of what day of the week it is. Have them feed the animals. Empty the dishwasher. Set the table for dinner every night. Draw a picture every day that you change out on the refrigerator refrigerator every day. Just choose something that will help them learn and grow and develop a new skill. You know, this is all going to be age appropriate, but you get it. You get what I'm saying. Give them something new and different to focus on every day. This time is causing all of us to be flexible. Take time to celebrate when they're flexible. Make it a big deal because you know that it's not easy for them. It's not easy for you. If you're making the decision to keep your child at home, becoming not just mom, but teacher, or even if they're doing the e-learning or virtual school, it's still your responsibility to keep them on track. And it creates another entirely new situation and oftentimes confusion and even frustration for them. 
When you're developing a new routine, try to stick with as many of the rules they would follow during school and take time to outline those rules, whether it's a visual schedule with routines or a written schedule with expectations, depending on your child's level of understanding. What I mean by that is when it's time to learn, make it be time to learn. In school, they wouldn't eat during class. So be cautious of this. Don't let them snack or eat during lessons, whether you're they're with you or it's instruction time online. You know, I've worked with a few moms over the last few months who are dealing with their child overeating due to boredom or just because it's available. So just pay attention to those things. I've told them the same thing. Keep their schedule of eating as normal as possible. Don't let them graze all day. Do what you have to do to shut down the kitchen during non-eating times and just make that a rule. You know, our kids are rule followers. It may take a little bit of time to adjust, but once you get that schedule and establish those rules, they're going to work much better every day. If your child is one that received related services such as speech or occupational therapy, it's important that you maintain contact with your therapist and get what you need to help them to try to stay on track with these services. I know that for many of us, while these services can be accessed through Zoom or you know um, video conferencing, that isn't always an option for our kids. Figure out what is the best option for you and your child and just do the best you can. Some regression throughout this time is expected, but if you make time to put it on the schedule, hopefully that regression will be minimal. Make time to get outside for part of every day. This is so important to their well-being. Whether they ride a bike, take a walk, or just be adventurous, looking at different things outside. You know, I Jordan goes outside And, you know, he's a bug guy, so he looks for bugs and daddy long legs and things that can crawl on him. It's just what he does. Figure out what works. Take the dog outside and play if you have one. You know, they're loving having the whole family home all the time. Just be adventurous. And on rainy days or days that are too hot to get outside and do fun stuff inside, There are a ton of kid-friendly exercises that you can find on YouTube and help let them help you pick one out. Do floor exercises or jump rope or get a weighted ball to throw and catch back and forth. Put on music and have a dance party. If your kids do that, obviously you guys know mine doesn't do that. But this is time for you to get more creative than ever to meet their sensory needs at home. For you and your child, I highly recommend not having the news on constantly. That in itself as background noise can be stressful and bring on even more uncertainty and worry about when this is going to be over. All it does is exasperate the doom and gloom of the situation, and that's not helpful for any of us. Something else that's so important is listen to them. Don't dismiss their feelings or try to distract them away from their feelings. Hear them and let them know that you understand. Say things like, I know it's super disappointing 
when you can't do the things that you want to do. I know it's really frustrating when you can't go to the grocery store with me. We are all really frustrated and what you're feeling is very normal. If your child doesn't talk, pay attention to their mood and their body language and ask, I feel like you're sad. Is there anything I can do to help? During this time, so many families are experiencing a new level of stress at home. Whether a parent has lost their job and their bills are piling up, or a parent is trying to work from home while keeping everything else at home going, it's all very difficult. I'm sure you guys can hear my dog barking in the background. It's very difficult. So, you know, if I don't have you know, kids and family, I have dogs. And so try to remember that your stress can be seen and felt by your child. They will pick up on your mood and your stress level. Your child may not have any questions, but if they do, answer them honestly and directly and in simple terms that they will understand. It's important to keep adult conversations about these things separate to lessen their worry and stress and ultimately keep them from acting out negatively. So as I come to a close today, I want to remind you that it's very important for you to find time for yourself. Make the time, mom. It's important. Get up earlier, stay up later, take a hot shower, read a book, do whatever you need to do to find time to relax and unwind. You know, I had a mom on our Facebook page this week share this saying with us, and I loved it. So I'm going to share it with you. You can't pour from an empty cup. So be sure to fill yours up. How true is that? So I know while you, you want to say you don't have time, you don't have time to yourself, find some make some. You are smart and I know that you can figure it out. Don't be afraid to ask for help. Ask your family, your best friend, your neighbor. You'd be surprised at who might just be willing to help if you just ask. So I'm wishing you all continued patience and understanding and grace during this time. And I just pray that we all get to the other side of this pandemic and we'll move forward onto a better tomorrow. Thank you, as always, for listening. And if you haven't signed up to receive our Let's Talk Autism weekly newsletter, just go over to our website at www.notyouraverageautismmom.com and sign up. It goes out every Thursday. And also, if you're enjoying this podcast, please take a minute to write a review for us so that we can continue to reach more moms who, like you, are raising a child with autism. Until next week. Thanks, everyone, and I look forward to being back with you next week. Have a great week. Hey, so if you are loving what you are learning on the podcast, you really should check out our private membership. Our Not Your Average Autism Mom community is where we dive deeper into all of the topics we discuss on the podcast and where you can get individual help and learn coaching tools that will make your life better every day when you learn to manage your mind. You will have access to all of our training and resources that you will need along your autism parenting journey, and you will develop relationships with other moms just like you 
all raising a child with autism. It is my absolute favorite place to be. So head on over to the website at www.notyouraverageautismom.com to get all the details. And please, if we're not open right now for new members, we only open a couple times a year. Be sure to join the wait list so that you'll be the first to know when we're going to open. I hope you do. I would love to work with you inside.